Is it time to slap or cast yet? It is indeed that time. No. Good. What episode is it, Chad? It's episode number 44. Stop it. Slappercast, a weekly talk show with laggards. Jabbercast. Jabbercast. With flabber and chabber. Here we go. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, the I don't part- know if you can hear that, but in the background there are dogs barking. That's because uh, somebody flashed them. Chad's showing off his new six-pack. How's the diet going? <laughs> it's going pretty good, man. I know. I 25 pounds down. Yeah, we saw on the uh, we saw yesterday on the uh, Continental Club photographs, you, your face looked like you're emaciated. It looked like somebody had starved you for a couple of months. <laughs> That's but, cra- yeah, congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank you. It's crazy because I'm, I'm only halfway through what halfway I'm trying there? to do. Are I'm, you living on a prayer? I, <laughs> All right, slow down. I'm, try- I'm trying to lose 50 pounds. Um, 50? So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens to my to my uh, my body and frame over the people are already saying I look I look like I'm disappearing. So people are saying, Chad. Yeah, they, you know I hear things. Mm-hmm. They tell mm-hmm. me. No, I saw it. Uh, you know, I, I've seen it. I've seen the transformation. I've seen the. Uh, it's been uh, something to behold because I don't know if a lot of you know this, but Chad was 800 pounds when he first uh, <laughs> when he first started last week. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, it's just a you know, it's a it's a regimented diet of cocaine and hookers, and <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Well, it's easy for you, but that's that's <laughs> nice of you to say. No, but see, all joking aside, no, it, uh, Chad's been on a he's been on a tear lately, and he's been uh, what they call calorie counting. Some of us can't do it because the, the numbers get difficult after. But uh, we, yeah, we've had a we've had an extremely. Uh, uh, busy couple of months, and and uh, and I thought that I really thought that you'd fall off just because of the pressures of, you know, uh, you know, because well, I always had in the past. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that on air, but it's yeah, go, not go the ahead. first time I tried it. Yeah. yeah, but no, but all, you know, with the uh, with the addition of, you know, we're just just so much more stuff going online, and just the the you know the stuff that we're working on. Incidentally, we can we can announce that we have booked. We're still working on the times, etc. But we're we're booked for the Celtic Festival in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, in uh, September. Yeah. So as it sits right now, that would put us in and around the the Pennsylvania area around time to depart for Ireland. So we might leave from there to be continued. Yeah. But we just want to you know want to put that out there. Also, I want to say that the latest figures on the toy drive that we did yesterday Sunday was drum roll please. Okay, <laughs> sneakers in the dryer, please. <laughs> yeah, Mike's not here. I can't can't help you. Uh, it's approaching thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, three it's insane. Oh, zero zero zero. And it went up between our phone calls earlier this yeah. afternoon. Yeah, and so. he, he's talking about the money, ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this is a Christmas show. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so approaching thirty thousand. So that's. Uh, just to, to to mention again, we said it before, but the, the the money goes to the shelter. It doesn't go to a corporate office where it's divided amongst, you know, fat wankers with you know with no conscience. This money goes directly to the shelter, and I think Chad just named the episode. Uh, he's uh, he's got that constipated look on, but um, uh, so it goes directly to the shelter. And Joe and Kelly Shemensky seriously put the whole thing together. We showed up and you know, sweat for a little bit, but they worked yeah. tirelessly on this and they put the bands together. The bands were fantastic. Um, Joe also surprised us too with his Hammond B3 oh my God, organ yeah. 
chops. Uh, yes, the band the band was nothing. You know, the band were no slouches. I, no. I've, I've got to say. Uh, so it was. Um, they're they're calling it dog party R and B, and it's mixture jazz, a little bit of uh, you know R and B. But I mean, like really Book- tasteful. Yeah, like Booker T and the MGs kind of seem to be. They did a couple of songs, at least one song by them, and the whole set kind of sounded like that to me, especially with the addition of Joe on the Hammond organ with a Leslie yeah. speaker and everything. It was really, really. And I, I mentioned last week I was really looking forward to hearing seeing and hearing uh, Joe play because I'd never actually heard him play uh, organ. I've seen him play guitar at, at gigs way back in the day. But, and sing. Yeah, but, but uh, he, you know, we... And we, drums. He talks about his keyboard so 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 often, but I just never got to hear it. So, I, I you know, I, I just know what to expect, really, but the band was so tight and he sounded fantastic. It was just just like you would you would think a Hammond organ would sound like in that in that format and just really, yeah. really and tasteful. Just, and, and a little bit of history, groovy. too. Dog Party used to be its own you know, it, its own band, um, uh, just, just, a, and, a, and again, a phenomenal band and nothing, I mean, not, you know, not taking anything away from the original dog party. This is their calling. This is, this is their calling, you know? Yeah. I miss the old singer, but I'm just, uh, you know, I was, uh, just love the vocals and blah, blah, blah. But the, also, and I want to say acoustic trails did a, were, just were amazing yes. as well. The harmonies and the, the, just, uh, yeah, if you get a chance to check any of these out, please do. And also, our friend Trish Cramblett um, and the Bad Habits—they—they were—they were scrubbed last minute due to an illness, and uh, so we hope to see them again. Please check them out as well. Uh, uh, I, and I heard some of the tracks today. I was over recording vocals for another project at BB Gun Studio today, and uh, I heard some of her latest album. And I got to tell you. I got to tell you, it's as good as anything you're going to hear. Yeah. So I, I always say, you know, up and coming and she is, she, she, she is up there and she's here. It's, it's, it's something, I mean. Cause she just put out a record like last yeah, year, she right? Is, but she's a, just a prolific songwriter. I think it's wonderful. And, yeah. she, and, and somebody that rolls her, her sleeves up and gets in the trenches and uh, goes after it. Uh, Trish Cramblett and the bad habits, check them out. You, you won't be sorry. Yeah. So, uh, and then oh, another announcement we have to make is we're going to do New Year's here in Houston. Yep. Um, Black House cigars and coffee. Chad, what uh, uh, verdict on the coffee? It's very good. I'm drinking some of it right now. Yes. It's um, our friend Bradley uh, owns this place. And we've, we did their party. We did their anniversary party uh, in the summer. and uh, With Chris Buckley. Yes. Uh, just, uh, yeah. We had to finagle some stuff to, 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 to make that happen. But we, uh, we're now, we're, so we're going to be playing outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this, and, and, and let me just tell you a little bit about Black, Heart, Black House Cigars. I did not know this, and this hasn't changed. I just didn't do any, I didn't ask any questions the last time we were there. We just went there. We had a great time. Everybody was, you know, fantastic. A bunch of bikers were there. There was a bunch of low. So let me tell you about Black House Cigars. Uh, I don't smoke cigars. I don't necessarily like cigars, but I'm going to tell you something. This guy, Bradley, and... Um, uh, the Black House cigars, they roll their own cigars and they, they use aged tobacco. You, and, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm only saying this because, because th- this is, uh, this is a, um, uh, he has, I believe, the most unique cigar shop slash private club that you're ever going to find. I found out today it's 24 hours. Oh, wow. It's 24 hours. So that all members have a key you know, that code to get in. And it's a, just, it's a, it's a 
they've got they do blackjack they've got dartboards they've got and it's it's just a really really cool and he's and he's a really uh he's a he is just he's just badly he's just a man of the world in in that he is extremely well traveled a military background and uh i think he's i think he's lived in every single state yeah in in, in the country and he's yeah. world traveled and uh so anyway, so the, the cigars that he's doing, they're, they're hand rolled, and um, he and the lovely Bridget they they do the they 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 hand roll the cigars, but they use aged tobacco. And I'm going to get the numbers wrong because uh, the only thing that I do hold is caffeine and grudges. So, um, uh, but he he's telling me that the cigars that you usually usually going to get are very uh, the tobacco is immature. You know, it's it's up to five to six years. They're, they use seven, or excuse me, 12 uh, to 30-year-old aged tobacco, which, wow. again... I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. That's, I mean, again, like, like good whiskeys and good coffee and good... He does... Yeah. He, he, so I, I tried his coffee today, uh, and to be continued on that, there's, there's, there's going to be something down the road on that, too. Just watch this space. As, as people stare into their phones, we, uh, um, <laughs> we, uh, there, there's going to be something to do with black, with, uh, uh, black house cigars, coffee, just watch anyway. So, uh, so I went out there today and I just, I, we, we were just sitting, we, we had lunch together. We had barbecue from, from, uh, old town spring. And incidentally, old town spring is just, we've talked about this before. What a, just a, it's it just, it's this gold nugget in the middle of, you know, in the middle of spring, you know, it's just this little old town and it's, uh, all there's, there's, uh, uh, sweet shops there with, with homemade fudge and ice creams and f- the food is homemade. It was just mm-hmm. every, but every, every single bit of commerce up there is all, they all know each other. They all hang, you know, the last time we played there, we were in the, uh, the shop across the street and the owner said, Oh, you're playing at, you know, Blackout, yeah, we are. And he says, uh, well, I'm staying open later tonight yeah. because we have extra foot traffic in the town. Right. And that's just the way it used to be, you know. Right. I mean, that's the way it still is in yeah. Town Spring. Anyway, but just to let you know that there is, is, so it's a private club, but, you know, of course, everybody's invited. We, we're going to be pushing this show for sure. So we, we just, like I said, we had to, I had to move some stuff around and call in some favors and whatnot, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, the the cross section of, of people that we get out there is you know fantastic. So I'm I'm extremely excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. It's good news. Yeah. So we used to do we used to do New Year's at Fado Irish Pub back in the day, and of course Fado Irish Pub in Austin that location shut down over a year ago now. It's March March of 2018. So this past year was the first time we hadn't done New Year's at in Austin, and probably gosh, I don't even know probably over 10 years I, I tell you when i was i was talking to bradley today about the uh about uh austin and new year's and <laughs> the thing about downtown austin is and, and truth be told uh hope, hopefully nobody's listening to this but uh the, the uh the truth be told i like austin I, I'm, I'm giving it i'm giving it a lot of shit right now because uh we <laughs> we've we've uh, you know our home was sold and <laughs> we were moist but um but I don't miss South by Southwest. No. How many times did we play that? Three? Three or four? Oh, the actual... I think it's three. We'll call it three. Yeah. But the... Uh, the four. Uh, <laughs> but what, I don't miss South by Southwest. No. I do not miss New Year's. I don't miss Patty's Day. I don't miss anything there because everything was... Austin's such a small town and it's so... 
compact. Yeah. It's so overcrowded. It's so overpopulated. It's so, it's a big, big, big town built in a small lot, you know, and it's just, it's a wonderful place to go for, you know, for, you know, so, so some great venues and whatnot. However, the, the, the downtown is being choked to death by the yuppies moving in. It's, you know, they're moving into uh, to, to, to these high rises and complaining about the noise on the streets where that's where the, you know, they're supposed to be the live capital, yeah. you know, live music capital. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're moving in and they're, they're, they're kicking up the dirt and it's just, it's really taken the, it's taken the, the shine off the city in my. Yeah. And it just, the, the rents up there are, are because of that, I guess, have the rents have just gotten ridiculous. Um, yeah, and, and it's, that, that's I mean, it's was why. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just so scenic. Yeah, within minutes of downtown, and uh, you know, people in Houston have to come to my house for that. Yeah, and but, I, I don't want to throw darts because I have no idea who the owner of that building is. But they, we, we all we knew about when Fado announced that they were leaving, it had to do with the rent because they didn't, they couldn't reach an agreement on renewing the lease with whoever owns that property. And now, if you go there. The, the, the location where Fado used to be, where Fado occupied the, the, you know, there was a bit, you know, the front, the, the top level where the pub was and a patio, beer garden, and then the basement where the offices and storerooms were. Now there's two businesses there. There's a restaurant on top and there's a bar underneath or in the basement area. So it's pretty easy to see <laughs> the donors now getting double, charging double rent for the same, the same yeah. location to two different my businesses. Friend, I, my friend Russell, actually, who played drums for me years ago, Russell Pryor, he's uh, he was the electrician on that, and he sent me pictures of it as they were. Oh, really? As they were, uh, yeah, as they were uh, d- doing the build out. That's funny because he, 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 he came to see us there not yeah, long before that happened. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so small, small, small world. Um, but I hate to paint it. Um, so yeah, so we are so 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 um, yeah. Again, we're touching on all the stuff that that's coming up. However. Last week we were talking about bands and we were talking about, and then of course, you know, Chad snuck in and he, uh, you know, recorded my, my <laughs> very, very loud thoughts, you know, and the, but uh, we were talking then about dead musicians, my favorite, what they would be doing to oh, dead musicians that we like, not Keith Richards or anybody like that. But, um, uh, uh-huh. um, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but we were so we were talking about what would Freddie Mercury sound like with a you know like a hardcore metal band or a yeah you know because because you know we we I, we heard the opera you know with him he and Montserrat Cabela they they doing the uh, the 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 Barcelona record mm-hmm. just out of this world I'm not an op- opera fan either sorry Greg and uh, and again I wanted to hear you know like people like Danzig you know are doing Elvis records and stuff like that uh is he early oh yeah yeah but they call him the metal or whatever they call him it kind of makes sense with the sideburns and everything i guess yeah i mean yeah so 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 many people stole from uh him but uh uh he dancing was doing the i think i think he's got an elvis record coming out but he he's he sings a lot of the you know uh, so but again i'd love to have heard who would have like johnny cash did the record with tom petty's band you know, he did the American, right? You know, with uh, with Rick Rubin. Yeah, I mean, just phenomenal stuff. When there two records that he did with Rick yeah. Rubin, yeah, yeah. But the the, the, the I think the, uh, the Tom Petty was only one of them. I can't remember. Yeah, the American yeah. standard. Or, yeah, um, but 
and again, Rick Rubin has you know worked with everybody, right? You know, Slayer included, you know. But yeah, uh, again, I I would love to have heard what Elvis had what would have done with one of those bands in there. Just just real like again that kind of Sabbathy kind of groovy thing, but with you know again like uh, a Pantera again good good Texas metal. You know that's uh, that's a little bit too too far afield i guess for or maybe not but i mean i knows, I, I, yeah. I still think that i, I still think had uh, had somebody a poisoned colonel tom parker you know and uh, and uh, and elvis had a broken free and been able to yeah you know kind of stretch out and do the you know um you know because i know that people like neil diamond did the country record and uh i foolishly bought it it was terrible but but then there, there's you know those country guys like uh, um uh david allen cole who we opened for he did a record with pantera or he did you know with uh uh pantera's the back of us it's phenomenal yeah I, I still haven't heard that oh yeah 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 you you gotta check it out it's yeah. it's, it's i mean it's it's uh kind of a lyrics on the spot kind of thing you know kind of <laughs> when did that come out oh don't ask me dates like a long time ago or like well, yeah well i mean you know before don died before vinnie died before okay you know yeah who knows what uh, I, I i i do not know um I bet somebody will probably look it up and put it in the notes, but uh, oh, no, look at me! Yeah, no, it's <laughs> uh, but again, it's it, it's a it's a rebel, rebel rebel meets rebel was the record. Oh, okay. And uh, my son played it for me, and I, at first first listen, I was like, did, did they borrow the lyrics from Sesame Street? You know, it's like, but again, it's it's a wonderful, you know, David Allen Coe, whose whose past is God. It's just yeah, look him up if you don't know him, but uh, yeah. Was he name dropping in the lyrics, as he so I, often I'm does? I'm sure he did. I'm sure I, I, th- <laughs> there's there's a certain part that w- when you're listening to to music like that, like I, I do, I kind of tune out the lyrics. You have to just kind of let the music, you know, move you. And otherwise, you're you're going to be in hell with with. Uh, and again, I'm not. Trust me. Before I started writing writing songs, I used to dog lyrics. I'm never going to dog lyrics again because I was I, I reading back in some of the stuff I wrote. I was like, ooh, I'm going to get me a knife. But um, yeah, we uh, um, it's just that, that's what we were talking about was last week, and 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 I, I was speaking to some friends of ours that were listening in, and they were asking, you know, about what our thoughts were on different, you know, bands and stuff like that, because you know we made the mistake of dog and kiss or dog and you know, uh, you know, different, you know, so people asking us, well, who, you know, <laughs> who do you like? No. Yeah, and and again, it's uh to. Before I started playing music, I would say, "Oh, I hate those guys. They're useless and blah blah." blah. I can't do that anymore because not only are you know, if you've heard of that band, they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. I, and, and Wes uh, told me he gave me some some stat again, numbers don't care, uh, but he gave me some stat on I think it was Nickelback or yeah, Nickelwood or Fickle Nickel or whatever they, whatever whatever that right. band is. He 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 said because uh, he likes them, and and I don't know them at all. I don't know one of their songs. However, I do know that you're supposed to hate them. That's the that's, yeah, that's their right. that's you the, know like uh, Creed. That's about not yeah about, yeah rah, yeah, rah, rah, right. rah, rah. yeah. Uh, like aforementioned Russell Pryor called those vocals sick on seafood. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought right. was great. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, 
Well, there's that, there's that, speaking of which, there's that, uh, it was the first, what they call shred video, that shredding yes. videos, you, 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 you told me about this years ago. Yes. Where somebody took a, a performance, performance footage of Creed doing a concert and then overdubbed this ridiculous stuff. It was like a really deliberately bad impersonation of, of, uh, Scott's, Scott, Scott, yes. Is that, is that his name? Yeah. And, uh, but the, <laughs> they would only dub, overdub what, who was in frames. So they hear him singing, they cut the guitars, he goes, dang. Yeah, yeah but, but now they have. Sorry, I, I completely cut you off. Yeah, that's uh, right. You can get me back in editing. Um, uh, but now they have soloed his voice, and you've heard this before oh, they, as well. Yeah, if you've been on the voice. internet within the last hundred years, yeah. There's a, and I forget who it was, but it was an artist that pissed off the sound guy, so he soloed the vocals, meaning he took all the band and all the noise <laughs> and everything out of the whole mix. <laughs> So he left just what they were singing live, and it was atrocious. Yeah. I mean, beyond atrocious. Yeah. To where that person should have quit because they charged money for a show and they delivered that, but it was that bad. Yeah. And now, but then now they have that with the uh, Creed guy. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you put the band behind him, and yeah. you know, right? As a my friend uh, Carl Weathers would say, "You got a stew." <laughs> <laughs> So wait, let's get back on track with this idea you had. The, Damn and, it. And, and, and I, I kind of think of it to, to, to kind of help orient people to what we're talking about. It's like I, I was imagining this as sort of like a, uh, like a fantasy football version, you know, or like sort of like fantasy football, but for rock bands, but specifically dead musicians, right? You know, well, not, not even dead. I mean, just it could. Well, yeah, yeah. People that you would. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that. I'm, I'm. Um, Where you build the team. Sort of, exactly, and you try exactly. to imagine what it would sound like. Yeah, right? and uh, yeah, definitely not not because I mean, uh, uh, one of the one of the one of the vocalists that I that I like uh, was George Michael, and uh, not the Arrested Development George Michael, the singer songwriter George Michael. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm fucking hilarious. We, we yeah. gotta, uh, anyway, so uh, whew, you can cut that out. Um, Asterix Arrested Development. Yes, so. The one time, one time, one of the times that goosebumps appeared on my skin, eyes watering, just all kinds of emotions was hearing for the first time George Michael sing Somebody to Love with Queen. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if you haven't heard it, you do yourself a favor. And mm -hmm. again, you might not like that. Again, that's just, it's an acquired taste. But his delivery and his execution of that song put me in a transporting me, whatever you want to call it. That's what it did. Yeah. It just so then I was thinking why? And I, and I heard, I said, Paul Rogers, is that the guy that's touring with queen now? No, now it's, um, that young kid, um, Adam Lambert, I think okay. is his name. Yeah. Okay. Well, I heard the Paul Rogers thing and I, I and, and I don't know who yeah. called in what favor. Was, I didn't like that at all. Right. And again, I understand that. the Listen, if I wrote a song, if I wrote, one of the chords to crazy little thing, or if I put one word in pressure or if I, you know, and, uh, you know, and fuck Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't want to, I want to hear that again. Yeah. But again, if I had any part of any of that, I would, I would want to play for the rest of my life. I want to die on stage. Right. However, if, if I'm not going to deliver kind of close to that, then do something else. I, I don't, you know what I mean? If you can't yeah, deliver I, vocally because everybody has their own taste but my taste, which my mic's the loudest right now, so uh, my taste is, is Freddie is 
you know, 80% of the band, you know, 80% of yeah. that, of what made that, that, yeah. that magic. And I hate to use that because it's a kind of magic. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know what the story is behind them picking Paul Rogers for that. That was a while ago too. I think it was in the early, early knots, early 2010s or whatever. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm, I can't I'm, remember when it was, but it's, it's to me, it's like sort of like, well, why did like the, 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 the confusion of why did Iron Maiden hire Blaze Bailey? <laughs> replace Bruce, yeah. Bruce Dickinson and but, I don't mean Paul Rogers is fine vocalist I'm not a bad company fan but he's he, he is a good vocalist I just don't think he was a good fit for Queen I just couldn't even I don't know what <laughs> just like with this they're probably friends with him they're like well this will work you know this is this is uh, I don't know you, I don't know you have to be pretty good friends you have to sleep with somebody to, yeah to, I mean or even even worse and I'm not an I don't know anything about Adam Lambert um, but he is, he, he's got the range for it from what the stuff that I've heard. I mean, he's got the chops to, to sing that stuff. He's, he's definitely no Freddie Mercury. There are much better Freddie Mercury impersonators, impersonators out there. Actually, oh, really? there's a guy, I can't, can't remember his name. The guy who, who did some of the vocals for the film, uh, has, he's got his own YouTube channel and he, he is like eerily really, really good at, at doing, doing Freddie. Oh, but, uh, I don't know why he didn't get the gig, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but again, bands maybe, yeah. are the worst, the yeah. absolute worst. So I'm glad you said that because that reminded me as well when when we were talking live or dead or 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 both, um, uh, there, you know, because uh, as as kids listening to these old Black Sabbath records or Motorhead and Maiden and oh, blah 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 on and on and on and on and on we would pair up who we thought. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not talking even abilities. We would just look at because again we didn't know there was no youtube kids we didn't even have tv but there was a there was a uh we would take from performances you'd seen live or on tv you know on you know live aid or or you know whatever you managed to see on any kind of and this is before mtv sorry to sorry to you know scare you children but so but we would take and, and pictures too in kerrang we used to get kerrang uh, magazine old gray whistle test on tv and yeah top of the pops in in in, in europe again being raised in you know uh, in, in in europe seeing this stuff uh so we would take the performers and the people on the records that we liked and mix and match in you know so so you wouldn't put i i wouldn't have put like a phil rudd from acdc on drums with a lemmy however we just didn't know how good phil rudd was because he was very in the pocket, you know, just bread and butter drums, no frills, oh. just straight, you know. So you didn't appreciate that back then, yeah? No, no, yeah. I had no time for that. I, I loved ACDC. I loved, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, but we didn't understand how how good an in the pocket drummer yeah. is going to be. Uh, we could call on a certain Mike McAloon, you know, somebody that gives you yeah. just what you need, not a lot of frills. You know, unless he's singing Feliz Navidad, and then you get all the frills. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so again, so we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't care for that. Now, when you're in a rock and roll band, and Chad will tell you, as a as a not only a professional bass bass player, but a tasteful professional bass player, uh, you. he'll tell you that he wants to play with a guy that can sit in the play the song for the song, not the not the. Um, the uh, the the Lars Ulrich from uh, Metallica, who, uh, in my opinion, again loudest mic, my opinion only, overplays everything. And yeah. when 
will suffice. He go, you know, just anything that's, anything's extra that's offbeat. And then a Stuart Copeland from the police who will tell you all as he did was move his beat to the right as you go, you know, he does, he just took the, he basically just switched everything up. And, and, and he said he made a fortune. Man, that's a really good example of, of, he, I would say he is kind of a busy player, but he's also groovy as hell. Watch. I don't know. I can't think of anybody else. There are many people who try to imitate him, but he's so <laughs> he's he's so he's so groovy and so uh, rhythmic sex, but musical. Yeah, yeah exactly. Rhythmic and and um, frills, but not in the way. Yeah. I mean, if you're into drums at all, just go to YouTube and look up some Stuart Copeland dr- uh, drum clinics or just talks and and and, and again what wh- if you want to see uh crack cocaine and heroin and speed and caffeine and just natural raw energy mm-hmm. in a bottle listen to it uh, Stuart, watch a uh, Stuart yeah. copeland interview the guy yeah. was the same when they did every little thing she does in magic. Watch that video and then watch, watch him talk today. He's got the same energy, yeah. only now he's got even more years and, you know, millions of hours yeah. under his belt. Yeah. Again, I, I, yeah, I can't say enough about that. So police yeah. fan or not, drum fan or not, do yourself a favor. Just look up some of that stuff. There was some, some clip I saw recently. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I just it popped up. And one of those things popped up in YouTube. It was a... Uh, an interview thing probably from the early 80s when police were still together and there was just he was in his home studio and there was just a clip of him hanging from the ceiling <laughs> for a second yeah just just it, it just seemed like a parody of like you know how energetic he is i mean yeah. there, there was an example <laughs> he's literally bouncing off the walls yes yeah <laughs> a phenomenal time yeah. and, and as smart as they come not just not just worldly smart but musically and he he, he writes scores for movies he's written yeah he's written operas i believe he's written the music, I mean, just I, I that, that that could be its own. That could be its whole other thing. I want to be Stuart Copeland. Oh, and just really quickly, you're talking about pair ups. Where we're on, where we're on, Stuart Copeland. He did. This is a, a deep cut. <laughs> if uh, when I was talking about Peter Gabriel a couple shows ago, uh, one of the last really cool things that Peter Gabriel did, <laughs> not saying that I like anyway, was in the mid '80s uh, for this project called Womad, which it was. I don't remember. Just it's like the World Music something. It was a benefit. Um, benefit organization, which I unfortunately don't remember what they were benefiting exactly. But he and Stewart got together and collaborated on a track called "Across the River," and uh, and it, it's I don't know if you've ever heard Stuart Copeland's soundtrack for like the film Rumblefish. You ever heard any of that stuff? Yeah, they did did with um I saw the movie with a guy from uh, uh, uh what's the name of that band? As uh, no, Aztec Camera. No, not Aztec Camera. What's the name of the guy that they did they did Mexican Radio? Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that dude. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, this is a, a weekly. Weekly is this is the part of the show where I can't remember a name. Anyway, Stump the chump. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, the Rumblefish soundtrack is very, very sort of angular, edgy sounding thing with with uh, some really interesting drum patterns on it, as you would expect from from Stuart Copeland. But this instrumental piece, where it was mostly just just uh, mostly just instrumental, there's a little bit of lyrics at the end, but it's just. Uh, just built built out of a jam in the studio. They're just messing around, and just the beats. 
listening to it from what Stuart's playing in that track just makes it so worth it. Yeah. It's, it's really, really, really cool. Chad is air drumming as we speak, and yeah. you're missing it. We, uh, we, we, we need to put this on camera. <laughs> the other thing is, so I saw Animal Logic in a place called Summers on the Beach in South Florida. Fort Lauderdale, and that's his band, right? He, he, yeah. That was his. Yeah, I think they did two Tour's records. Band. I have one of them. Yeah, but uh, I saw him. That was my only time seeing him live. And again, yeah, I want to be Stuart Copeland. I really need to do. I, 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 he's one of those guys that I, I should have spent. I should spend more time listening to, and I just haven't. His solo yeah, I'll, stuff, you I'll know. Call him up. I'll get him on the yeah. phone. <laughs> I know. Recently, he did. He did a a tour with Adrian Ballou. He There was a yes. clip. A clip of him actually playing guitar, Play guitar yes. with with Adrian, which was yes. like something I thought I'd never see. Welcome to the Stuart Copeland Hour, everybody. Yeah. There's yet another <laughs> uh, star, uh, you know, all star uh, yeah. combination there. Sta- Stanley, um, uh, yeah, Stan, Stan, Stan Ridgeway, no, Stan. Stan. Stanley Clark. <laughs> That's the jazz cat. Stan, yeah, I thought he was playing with them. Yeah, I thought, God, I think I think it is thing, Stan Ridgeway. Anyway, we'll 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 come back to that. But yeah, so pairing up, we were uh, we were all yeah, Stan, sorry. <laughs> what? Stan Ridgeway, Wall of Voodoo. That was the name of the band. Oh, I'm on a Mexican radio. Oh no, I was talking about playing bass for uh, the Adrian Ballou and uh, Stuart oh. Copeland. Oh, what? His the ba- who, who who the bass player was? Yeah. Oh, while we're here, it's not 2011, isn't it? No, it couldn't be. No. Uh, all right, screw it. Since I'm on Google, Copeland, Adrian. Oh, nobody. Not, I recognize the 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 band that they had. Stuart Copeland and, and Adrian Ballou was called Gizmo Drum. Oh, that wasn't what uh, I was thinking of. Yeah, but it was a Stuart Copeland. Yeah, collaboration. I saw him playing. Uh, anyway, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> But okay, go ahead. So yeah, so we have we have you know uh, this is endless. This is endless. I'd I'd personally like to hear Chad Smalley play bass with, you know, <laughs> Talking Heads or that is Stanley Clark. See, yeah, okay. See, I know something. You're gonna fucking edit that out, aren't you? No, I <laughs> I thought you were talking about the other Stanley. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Stanley Jordan. That Stanley Clark and Animal Logic, as Patrick was just talking about. So yes, moving on now. So um. Yes, so like I said, this is endless. The pairing is endless. And uh, um, did you tell him about the time Bowie called you to play bass for his? No. Um, I, I have so many dreams like that, though. Is, isn't that weird? Yeah, where, where I, in the dream, I'm like remembering something. Oh, yeah, I remember when I was six years old and I was in that movie with David Bowie. And, and I, I actually have the memories from yeah. as an adult in the dream thinking back to it. And I wake up and go, what the hell? never the hell <laughs> anyway that's at least totally. you're not like some people we know that would go out and actually tell them well oh, i dreamt it so it, hard, but, you yeah know. Right. um yeah so so the, the the pairings were endless and you know i i don't know if anyone wants to chime in but if you want to chime in with stuff that you uh that you uh you know uh would would you know people that people in bands and stuff that you would you know cut up and cut out and mix in and mix out you know because uh, that's that's what you know, I, I often thought of, uh, like I loved early Metallica up until Master I, I, Master Puppets. I loved, but then even after that, you know, when they did the uh, and Justice for All, and it got you know thirteen minute songs, and uh, I don't mind a long song as long as it's not, you know, you're not having to do, you know, carry the one math equation fractions, you know, 
div- long division, you know, just to, right. just, just just to a, get through the intro. something in there to keep your interest. Just, yeah, I, 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 I like... I like groove. I like, I, I, you know, beeline for all you want, like, but um, you know, like the, 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 you know, tool and stuff like that are phenomenal. I just can't do the math yeah. to, to enjoy the music, you know, to enjoy the beat and the like rhyme of the ancient Mariner, by example of a long rhyme, one. That's a great example. There is of, that, there is that long thing in the middle, but, and the first time I heard that record, so it's on, uh, it's on one of the records called power slave. And, uh, it's the last track on the b-side if you're listening to it on vinyl like i i did mm-hmm. and I, I i was listening to it on headphones and i as loud as it could go and i was listening to it and it comes in and nico mcbrain tells a great story about playing that live yeah well there was a swimming pool in the back so he went and jumped in the pool <laughs> while they were playing it. While they were playing it. And he said, I'm in the water and I'll boat you. And I can hear you under the water. And, and, and his accent and his, again, another drummer with energy. Who would have thought? Uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, he's talking about how, how the, the he's listening underwater for, the, for his cue. And uh, the roadie comes running in. So he goes running back onto the stage. He's soaking wet. Didn't think of this part. And, and, and this guy plays barefoot. <laughs> so he's on the, he's on the, and uh, he says, uh, he says that the, the buildup back into the song is as long as he wants, meaning he can drive the yeah. song. He can hold it back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he goes, you know, he's doing that, but his feet are soaking wet and there's water running down him from his, you know, all his clothes are soaking wet. And he's slipping on the bass drum pedal and the hi-hat pedal. <laughs> and if you know Nick McBrain's drums, these are incredible times. He's got to have, so you give me a fucking shout. You know, the, the roadies don't know what he's saying because he's just, he's in a panic. They're coming back in. This is Iron Maiden. You cannot miss. Yeah. You cannot, you know, you know, th- th- there's a reason why these guys have been playing together for this long because you cannot get a drummer to come in and just replace that. You know, so uh, it was just a phenomenal story. And I've already ruined it so for, for anybody because his, his delivery, his, you know, his, yeah. rec- his recollection and his energy delivering this story is just, uh, it's just beautiful. So yeah. I digress. Um, so we were, yeah, again, you know, I don't know if anybody, you know, if, if, if you want to chime in, you want to uh, let us know who you, who yeah. you would, who you would, uh, another, you know, there's a, Many, many people to talk to, but our friend Randy Hilde we had on the show. Yeah. Uh, he would be phenomenal at this because yeah, he's, sure. he is, a, uh, again, another music scholar, you know, deep, deep, deep thinker and a big, you know, big music brain and uh, just a lot going on in that head. Yeah. And he, he has the, you know, this is the kind of stuff where, where he just lights up. Mm-hmm. To So I don't know, you know, like I say, if you want to email us or do whatever you just talk to us at the thing and kind of give us what, what who you think. Cause I remember, you know, like I, my, my earliest memory of listening to these music, these music tapes or records was what if the rhythm guitar player for X and Y, you know, joined this. And, but then that that's easy to do as a kid. Cause you're thinking, Oh, this would be great. But then you grow up a little and you, th- you, you realize how, how these, it doesn't matter how good they play or how what their tastes are. You got to put these personalities into a box together, yeah, and make that work. That's not that's that's the hardest part of right. It's it's a uh, like I think I mentioned 
Well, I did. Yeah, and the clip, the clip that I, it's on Patreon, the the, the extended clip of last week's show where we we first bring up this idea, or this topic. I mentioned that uh, how cool it would be if 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 John Lennon and talking or John Lennon and David Byrne switched bands. So like John Lennon was a talking head, David Byrne Great. was a Beatle, oh. which I would love to hear because that's sometimes when I when I used to write songs, which I'm hopefully going to start doing again at some point. That's kind of how I would write. Was thinking about that. Um, and I, one of the things I, I really, really wish that, that, uh, it's a collaboration that never happened. That seems like it could have happened, but didn't was David Byrne and David Bowie doing something together. And the closest we, we got, we have to that now is there's a clip of David Byrne covering, uh, heroes with a, with a, a choir, uh, of, uh, strangers in New York. It's really, really cool. I mean, a very moving performance. Actually, I'd never heard David Byrne singing a Bowie song, but I knew he was a Bowie fan because he actually at one Bowie was in, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He went there. I think he was he was touring. But David Byrne was the guy who who gave the speech, you know, in, yeah. in inducting him, which I thought was pretty neat. He's kind of it's kind of cool because he's kind of kind of excited and, and nervous and emotional talking about. It. He, he was a huge fan of Bowie. So I thought that was cool. But they never worked together, and I, I can't I can't help but wonder if that if you talk about say, certain egos just don't don't go together. Yeah, you know, and just even John Lennon and Bowie did do. They did collaborate just once. They did fame together. Yeah. But it was really more of an example of, if you listen, I mean, I'm sure you, you're familiar with that song, Fame, but John Lennon was Same kind of, <laughs> John Lennon was kind of, kind of hanging back. I mean, David Bowie, it was David Bowie's record, obviously, so he was kind of conducting it, and, but, and John was sort of serving a backup role, which is kind of cool, because that's, he was used to doing that, and, and, the, and the Beatles, they would, they would switch roles all the, all the time, because they had three lead singers, actually four, if you count Ringo. But uh, but I, I kind of I wonder like if if that's a, something that just never happened because they're too like burning but people like Burn and Bowie maybe a little too headstrong to to work together yeah. in an effective way maybe yeah. you know I don't know not not that even I, mean, I don't even know if the idea ever came up but um anyway yeah so yeah. there's there's many and uh, we are going to um we are going to continue this uh we're 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 still we're still uh. We're we're in the we're in the middle of a bunch of things. You know, it's a busy time of the year, and uh, again, I can't. I have to thank everybody for coming and supporting the the toy drive. That was phenomenal. Yeah. That's just. I mean, like I say, there's no there's no corporate office involved. This is straight to the source, mm-hmm. and everybody, you know, just such such a gracious group. And and, and the the barbecue that was at, you know the the open door mission came and supplied the barbecue, and they did it for donation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's incredible. That was great food and just yeah and open door mission are our recipients of this this day so it was just mm-hmm. just you know they're, they're they're fundraising for their you know for the shelter and it's just it's a beautiful thing i was really pleased that we we're able to play like a full show this time too because we played outside which we hadn't done for this particular event before yes yeah, so it, so it was a great idea you know yeah we should talk about i wonder whose idea that was yeah, yeah, yeah. A great idea. let's talk about that for a little bit more uh don't don't leave don't where, where are you uh, going um it was, it was, we did. It was like a ninety-minute show, wasn't it? Sort of like that. Yeah. Well, the, we, mean, the encore was, you know, you know, I made the mistake of asking what they wanted. We to just hear. kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So we we played all the all the songs that were requested because normally in the past we, we these Sunday gigs Continental Club usually has something going on Sunday night. This particular time, six night, it's open six nights a week. Yeah. And, and this, this night they didn't, but usually they would. But normally we'd have to, you know, we'd be the last band going on. We'd have to be out of there by six. So. Sometimes we would only have maybe thirty minutes to play at the end of this, and it would be like really quick in and out. All right, yeah. thank you, Merry Christmas, see you. But but 
last yesterday we were able to put on a whole show outside in this gorgeous weather. Yeah. And it was couldn't have been more perfect. And yeah, and, and Jeff Duncan sat in with us. <laughs> yes. And just you know, did, did amazing job. Again, we're talking about people that can that that can come into a to a you know a, a real real busy situation and do a do a job. I mean, to have somebody of Jeff's caliber to be come in and just I mean, as if he was a full time you know player with us. Yeah, he, he's that good. Yeah, and he was you know and. Uh, you know his harmonies and stuff. He's just he's just amazing, and mm-hmm. uh, you know because Wes lives in College Station, and it's just not fair to keep him in in town for you know f- for I, essentially what usually is a thirty forty minute gig. You know, yeah. But you well, know, and, and Jeff started filling in for these shows. He's played a lot of Rock to the Shelters well, he's with a lot us of them because you know our our fiddle players are usually out of town, right? And it's a it's a charity gig, so we're not yeah. you know I and you know Wes would do it in a second. I'm not saying you know otherwise. It's just you know, but uh. You know, Jeff came in and just uh, absolutely stole the show, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he just, he's just he's wonderful. Just absolutely wonderful having him. And uh, um, the other thing I want to say, too, is uh, we're speaking of uh, Black House cigars. Just du- doubling yes. back over here for a second because I ran into the owner of a, it, it, it's a, it's a, a newspaper just like a, 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 you know, like a music newspaper, but they, they, they do art and they do restaurants and whatnot. But just uh, for, for, for the South Texas, it's called Steam, uh, South Texas Entertainment Art and Music uh, Magazine. And uh, so I met the owner today and they have a radio station. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I, I don't have the information on the radio station. It's a, it's a, it's a internet radio However, they're doing a bunch of stuff. We're just, I'm mentioning the name too, because, you know, they probably have an online presence as well, but, uh, I mean, with the magazine, but we're going to, uh, we're going to do, we're going to do some work with him as well. Uh, and, and they may actually pick up Slappercast and put it on their radio, uh, which is news to Chad. I hadn't told him that, but, um, cool. They're, uh, just the guy's just full of energy, a drummer. Imagine that. I think that's the theme today, but he, uh, He's he plays in about six or seven other bands, maybe ten. I mean, he's just he listed the names off today, and my eyes crossed. You know, when we get into double digits, I get bored. But uh, he, uh, uh, anyway. So so we're going to be doing some work with them, and possibly being you know being broadcast on their. You know, I told him it comes out religiously on a Tuesday, Slappercast. Yes, and he was extremely interested. He goes, "Oh, we might have a spot for you." So again, very cool. very 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 cool. Uh, and I went through the magazine with him. Uh, you know, on the artists that he used, he tries to tie every he tie, he tries to tie everything in to the South Texas art music restaurant. So it's nice. it's, it's a local. It's, it's essentially a local magazine. Yeah, and it's uh they've they've already they've they've already uh, been uh they've won an award for the art that they've been promoting in the magazine. So it's really really cool. It's just another thing nice. I just wanted to kind of add on to Slappercast, but we are going to, we are going to put, do this in the future. Um, you know, bring, you know, m- you know, artists, you know, people, friends that, that we like and mm-hmm. bring them on. However, we are going to try to keep the, keep the format, you know, rocking. And, you know, if you have, if you have, you know, anything you want to chime in and stuff like that. We're, yeah, we haven't solicited questions in a long time, but, but please always, you're always welcome to ask us questions and it helps us out. Sometimes people can ask us a question and it'll take us a whole hour to answer it. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I like those questions. Yeah. The, the very, the many layered, the one, the questions with, with many layered answers, answers, yeah. which, uh, pretty much everything we talk about winds up having 
multiple layers. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I guess that about does it this week, right? Yeah, we yeah. Is there anything we, else? Yeah, we're we're. Uh, I I know there's a million things right now, but we'll you know we're uh, we're just we're we're extremely grateful that you're listening and uh, you know yeah. Tell your friends. Oh, and real quick, quickly, we're going to be uh, at O'Bannon's this weekend. Um, Friday. Yeah. Uh, Graduation. Yeah. Nuthouse. What else is, is there anything else coming up that we need to talk about really quickly? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Next next week, next week we're going to be in Longview and Hibernia. Uh, Little Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. And we have a special guest. Yeah. Yeah. You guessed it. He's special. Should we say? Or is it be no, secret? that's not. Do not say Keith York under <laughs> any circumstances. We have a Houston legend, yeah, sitting in with us next week. Mike has uh, become extremely busy at his store, yeah, and we are uh, Mike, our drummer, Mike McAloon. It's his birthday this week too. Just Ooh, <laughs> Mike's birthday, not Keith. Yeah, when yeah. is that? Tomorrow? That's Wednesday this week. Yeah, tomorrow. So uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so um yeah, happy birthday Mike. Uh but we're uh, we're you know, he's he's uh, uh his store is becoming just off the off the rails busy right now. Yes. So he uh, he can't do this. So we're bringing with us a Houston legend. Anybody that's been in the Houston music scene over the past 30 years plus is going to know the name Keith York. He's not only a Houston legend, He's an icon. He's he's bigger than an icon. He's bigger than a legend. He is, and I'm, truth be told, we had actually solicited. Yeah, before him, yeah, you I, know, I can't remember if it was before we met Mike or before we met the drummer before Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember what year it was, but we went to go talk to him at uh, Sam's yeah. boat, right, or Sam's concert pub. Sam's concert pub, as yes. it was at the time. Yeah, and, well, and we, so we went to see him, and this left-handed drummer playing a right-handed kit singing back up and just leaving us leaving us speechless yeah uh, it just I, I can't say anyway so we'll uh we'll we'll no doubt be doing some live broadcasting with that and he's uh he's agreed to come in <laughs> he's agreed to come in and uh try to fill the shoes of uh the the, the mcclune so we're uh we're you know so that yeah the weekend after next it's going to be uh, yeah yeah that's going to be beeping so we're going to be busy too for these next couple of weeks. Yeah, getting ready for that. Hey, Boom. all right, kids. I think that about does it today. Yeah, we'll see you next week for episode number forty-five. Yes. Can you handle it? Yes. All right. T- take you higher. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, not the last time we're going to say that this month. Yes, it is. So. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Bye bye.